Hi, and welcome to the latest edition of the Estate Agents Podcast. And I'm joined today by my ever faithful colleagues, Stephen Brown and Luke St. Clair. Morning, guys. Morning, Andy, 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 and Luke, Luke, Luke. Good morning, Mr. Overman and Mr. Brown. How are we this morning? Phenomenal. Okay, today we have a very special guest. She's our first lady guest, um, a lady that uh, I met a couple of years ago, incredibly spirited, um, fantastic estate agent, um, and uh, we're delighted to have in our presence today Fran Bowling from Moss Properties in Doncaster. Morning, Fran. How are you? Good morning, guys. Thank you for having me. I'm wonderful. Thank you. How are you all? Very well. Thank you. Yeah, lovely. Thank you, Fran. Good, good. So, Fran, for our listeners, could you introduce yourself, please? Yes. So, my name's Frances Bowling. I'm the Deputy Manager at Moss Properties and Independent in Doncaster. Um, And I've been an estate agent now for just over six years. Okay, great, Fran. So, what were your reasons for going into a estate agency? Um, quite accidental, to be honest. My uh, past employment history was predominantly sales. Um, saw a sales negotiator advert live and thought, okay, well, if I've done sales previously, as we know, sales is about product knowledge. If I know what I'm selling, then hopefully I'll be successful as a sales negotiator. Um so I started with a seven-day trial. Luckily for me, I managed to uh, tie a sale up in that period of time, and my uh, lovely director, Sanjay, gave me the opportunity. That's, fan- that's fantastic. Luke, I think you've got a question for Fran. Yeah, so um, I've been, um, not in a seedy way, I've been watching your videos, Fran, um, and I see that you've uh, gone into the video uh, game or video um, for a state agency quite heavily, um, and it's not just about properties. Um, Has that been beneficial to you? Massively. It's been a huge game changer. Um, It was very difficult to get started because naturally, you're quite um, aware and conscious of how you're appearing and how you're coming across. Um, But once you get over that um, and continue to tell stories, um, whether it's about properties, um, how your day's been, how your month's going, um, testimonial, because I'm quite consistent with it now, um, I'm quite familiar in the Doncaster area so that when I am presenting myself on valuations or viewings clients already feel like they know me yeah fantastic um, yeah no definitely and I know um, on one of our previous podcasts Troy Markham talks about it as the digital interview so you're you're uh, putting this video content out there which is kind of helping you win that listing or win that rental instruction or, or get that sale Um, a lot earlier than even when you've come into contact with that client. Yeah, definitely. It almost breaks the ice prior to you even meeting somebody face-to-face. And in some cases, I'm not even going out to do evaluation um, and coming up against any of my competitors, again, because there's kind of social proof there through the videos that um, we're recording and posting 
that they don't really need anybody else. They just need to sell their property um, and work with, with me. Yeah, no, def- no, de- no, definitely. Do you not find it weird? Because um, having adopted video myself, um, for example, we were in Odeby on uh, on Saturday and people just stop you in the street and they seem to know all about you and yet you know very little about them. Um, it's good in a, nice, in a nice way, but it's it's very strange to have to walk down the street and all of a sudden you feel a you feel a bit of a local celebrity sometimes yeah absolutely um it's quite hilarious when you first start doing it because um obviously your face is just appearing all over social media and there's millions of people on all different social media platforms um and when you're i don't know in the petrol station or doing your local supermarket shop and you've got you know lovely smiley faces coming up to you it, it is very surreal and um, it's great as well because it's a fantastic conversation starter um, yes. and in some instances it has presented me with more opportunities um when i've been outside of work or out on a weekend yeah yeah no definitely so from the videos what just just for the listeners uh, in their cars or at their offices what what kind of videos are you doing and which ones are you finding are having the most success um I'd say there's probably there's, there's a handful really. Obviously, we like to keep it varied. Um, the sneak peek property tour that I would do prior to uh, launching a property on the market for sale, I'd say, is the biggest winner for me because it does win me a lot of instructions. Um, and basically, what we do is it's you know sixty to ninety seconds of me in the property, outside the property, giving. Um, my followers the exclusivity of a brand new property coming to market for sale in Doncaster and everybody wants something that's not out there for everybody else to see so um, not only that whilst obviously marketing details are being prepared we're still drumming up a lot of interest and viewings prior to really launching it to market so not only does it kind of win the instruction uh, from the from the seller um, it kind of puts us in good stead to have a successful launch day. Um, and not only that, obviously the opportunities again presented by the people that want to do that property mean that there's there's other valuations available or cross-selling to mortgage leads or lettings. Um, so, yeah. So just to be clear, you're, you're doing these sneak peek preview videos. So where, where are you putting them on, on social media, Facebook? Yeah. Um, so, and places um, like that? Yeah, so predominantly Facebook, LinkedIn, um, Instagram and Twitter. I'd say obviously the most response uh, we get is from Facebook. You know, that share button goes yeah. a hell of a long way. Um, I think on average um, people on Facebook have, you know, in the region of four to 600 friends. So just by one person sharing that, it's free exposure um, yeah. and your face popping up on somebody else's timeline. And you're doing this before the properties even go on the right move, uh, Zoopla portals, that those kind of things. So these are, it is literally that sneak peek. So they get their fir- they get first first opportunity to look at it before it goes anywhere else. Yes, yeah, definitely. So um, we kind of do it five to seven days before marketing, um, get that posted and scheduled online obviously leave something to the imagination just give some brief details and try and sell the lifestyle really of the property as opposed to saying 
you know, it's a three bed detached property, you're close to the motorway and this is the price. But, you know, filming it in an area where people spend their most time, so whether that's the kitchen, the bathroom, whatever's most aesthetically pleasing, that seems to get the best response. That's a great way, isn't it, Luke, to uh, create that sense of, of urgency. And um, I use a lot of community videos, as you know, and, and I have to say, whilst I'd be the first to uh, recognise I have a face for radio, um, <laughs> they are genuinely bringing um, familiarity um, into to the uh, into the game, and, and, and that's a game changer. Stephen, you have a question? Yeah, just one thing, picking up on what Fran said, um, consistency. So you mentioned the word consistently that you do the videos. Um, I know a lot of people struggle with discipline and structure. How do you um, get the videos to become more consistent? Plan them in your diary. Um, I am a sucker for structure and organisation. If my day is not planned and prepared and I don't know what to prioritise, um, I rarely function during that day. Um, and these videos that we're talking about, they're 60 seconds, 90 seconds long. It's not going to take you an hour or a half an hour to even prepare to it. I think sometimes the best videos are the ones that are pretty raw um, and that aren't perfect. You know, there's been times where I've stumbled on my words. Someone's drove past or walked past. I've been distracted. But people, I think people can relate to that a lot more, knowing that it's not um, perfected um, and it's not been edited. Um, the live videos probably work the best because obviously Facebook pushed them out even more. Um, but just coming back to obviously what you're saying about consistency and structure, if you just do one a day, you know, that's five videos you've got in a week. Um, and you, if you don't want to start and put too much pressure on yourself, posting one a day maybe do one or two a week you know that's two to five weeks of video content you've got I think the main thing is just to get started and don't look for perfection fantastic thank you Andrew I think you've got a question yeah I have um just before we pick up on that though Fran um as you know I I'm uh, in a similar position to you I manage a team um in in Thetford and um I think across our organization we've got this fear um of of doing video almost fear of of failure mm. um and it's something that i felt you know uh, as i said face for radio i i don't like doing the videos but i absolutely see what they're bringing to the party in terms of success and familiarity what advice would you give for our listeners out there who um maybe understand the importance of video but are for want of a better word scared to to actually go out there and do it yeah, I think obviously being scared of doing something means that you're pushing yourself out of your comfort zone and if you're not going to kind of change or adapt um, to the way that our industry is working, then you're not going to see a change in results and I think that really hit home for me probably two, three weeks into doing videos. Um, yeah, you get some funny comments or some strange messages in your inbox, but 90% of the time you are getting people tagging other people in there. Um, and I think if you don't spend much time or thought 
thinking about what are other people going to think, how am I being portrayed, as long as you are telling a story, they're not bothered how you look, they're not bothered whether you've washed your hair that morning or you've not got any makeup on or you're feeling a little bit down, they just want to hear what you have to say and I think the more that you do that, you ultimately become their go-to expert Um, and as we know, we've got a prospect and prospect to get any kind of valuation opportunity or um, buy-in opportunity and you're building that familiarity without even knowing who you're building it with so just get started fantastic advice so uh, there you have it listeners Fran's advice JFDI just flipping do it so Fran um, you are our first female guest I am yes and it's a very um, male dominated industry um, sadly because I think um, uh, that uh, women have a lot to offer in business and particularly in in sales I once had a phenomenal lister back in my corporate days a lady by the name of Karen Titler and she was absolutely phenomenal um, li- listed uh, more homes than than uh, I think anybody in the region at the time what uh, challenges do you face as a woman in a male dominant industry I think it's um, overcoming the stereotypical thought that um, a valuer or um, sales negotiator in our industry should be turning up at your property suited and booted um, with you know 20, 30 years experience kind of in the in the industry. It's it's the old school way of of thinking it really. Um, but you've just got to have a lot of social proof, a lot of testimonials showing the results that you're getting, how fantastic your team is, um, and being consistent with that again. Yeah, sure. I mean, you know, social proof is out there. And uh, I think I watched a a video of uh, yours this morning, actually, that uh, Sanjay had shared on LinkedIn about um, benefits of online versus offline. And you know, traditional agency versus call center agency and um, the, the, the benefits of, of going the traditional route. And, and certainly the social proof is out there, particularly mm. with yourself. Mm. Stephen, you have a question for Fran. Thank you. Um, Fran, um, yeah. assistant manager, uh, yeah. you look after sales there. Yeah. Um, what are the current challenges you're facing and how do you overcome them, please? Um, I've got quite a relatively new team so training is kind of my number one priority as I mentioned I've kind of been in the industry for six years now and whilst yes I've got that six years experience I still don't know it all you know there's something that's there to be learned every single day Um, and the support that I need from my team is only going to come from me investing time in them with their training Um, and when I say training it might be role playing it might be um listening to right move calls it could be webinars self-development um and again that's only something that's probably rang true i'd say last year um when i was managing the branch you know you're expecting targets to be hit by your negotiators deals to be done um but they need your help to assist them in doing that so yeah i'd definitely say challenging is uh training okay lovely and i think um luke you've got a follow-up question to that 
Um, so, so yeah, so as, as a person, um, what are you doing to help yourself improve? Because obviously you've just talked about helping the team and mm-hmm. then develop and nurture the team. What, what's, what does Fran do so um, in order to help her grow with the business? Um, well, you've all met my lovely director, Sanjay. And lovely guy. Is, yeah, he is a massive role model for me and he constantly challenges um decisions that are made and uh, results that are happening anything that's happening in the office so I think he plays a huge part in developing and bettering myself um with his guidance and I'd say more recently I mean I've probably known for about two three years that right okay I've got a 30 minute commute into work every single day and on my way home so that's an hour where usually I'd just listen to I don't know the radio or not even listen to anything dependent on the day that I've had but I've I've um I've started using that time now to listen to um audiobooks and especially in the morning it sets you up for the day ready for your um sales meeting you're awake you're alert um some things ring true when you think oh my gosh I really need to relay this to my team so I'd say that the hour commute that I have by listening to um certain audiobooks has had a, a massive change for for me for myself in terms of my progression and development and taking me to the next level and of course the estate agents podcast is available on iTunes and SoundCloud for download sorry couldn't resist a plug there yes. so Fran um, heading into 2019 shortly your three top tips for getting ahead in 2019 how are you and your team up there at Moss Properties um, with uh, Sanjay's uh, assistance how are you guys planning for 2019 um prospecting is number one gold obviously the king of prospecting is uh, Mr Stephen Brown I've been on a couple of uh Stephen's training courses. You were too kind, um, thank you, Fran. <laughs> and again, even after you know we had Steve in the office, um, obviously with our team, you you go on those, and still sometimes the penny doesn't drop. Um, and it is so easy to get distracted and think I'm too busy. I've got so much to do today. I'll just not do my prospecting. When in actual fact, that is going to be more detrimental in thirty days than you actually realise. Um, sure, it's the lifeblood of the industry, isn't it? Of course it is. It's your pipeline. If you have not got a pipeline, you, you've you got no idea where your next new instruction is going to be coming from or your next opportunity where that's coming from. So definitely prospecting is up there. Um, I'd say as well in terms of what top tips, um, training, as I mentioned, the industry is constantly changing. You see all sorts of doom and gloom on, you know, property industry eye or estate agents day. And it'd be so easy to kind of get wrapped up into that. But I kind of think, well, you know, what's happening in, in my territory in Doncaster, people still need to move. Um, and it's whether I'm at the forefront of their mind when that decision is made. 
Absolutely. I listened uh, yesterday myself to the Million Dollar Agent podcast and they were talking about mindset again. And, uh, you know, there are agents up and down the country in uh, in Australia at the moment saying the market's in carnage, and prices are dropping. And, and I think it's important to remember that uh, whatever market you're in, as you say, people still need to move. Yeah. Um, and it, it's, a, it's a mindset thing. And yeah. uh, you, you can either roll over and, and be defeatist and accept the market's uh, you know, not great, or you can get out there and take an even bigger share of the Lions market. For, for me, I genuinely believe that a, a difficult market is an easier one to gain traction and market share. And I know something that uh, myself and, and Stephen and Luke have spoken about on previous episodes as well. Yeah, I think that's when kind of, the, you know, who the good agents are, because they're the ones that are thriving on it. Um, you know, this time of year as well, there's the sleepy agents, they're going to be switching off oh it's that time of year now nobody wants to move but that's really not true and you know if you want to kind of put yourself in good stead for January this is when you need to be jumping on the stock that the sleepy agents have got. Absolutely as our good friend Tom Panos said on a previous podcast December starts on the 21st have that mindset and you'll hit 2019 running. Yeah yeah. Talking Fran of our dear friend Mr Panos I believe He's coming to see you at an event that you are um, co-hosting at the end of January. He is. So Mr. Panos um, joined us last year for Sandfest 2, a conference that we held at the Racecourse in Doncaster. Um, it was superb. And I was luckily, luckily enough to kind of have a breakfast um, meeting with him. And he's just always so pumped and positive and he's his content that he um, relays to you, it's just, it hits you in all directions. Um, and yes, he is coming to Sandcrest 3, which is going to be in London in January. So really looking forward to that. Um, he's got, again, some fantastic content that he's going to be delivering. Um, and, uh, and just to go back to kind of self-progression and development, obviously Tom Panos um, does a Sunday night live rant which is fantastic. I love that. It's something that I always look forward to on a Sunday. Absolutely. I, th- I think we all do. Fran, you've been an absolutely awesome guest. You are an exceptional agent. Your principles are fantastic. Um, I think that just about brings things to a close today. So thanks for listening. Thank you, Stephen. Thank Luke. you. Thank you. And we'll see you again on the next episode. Thanks for your time, Fran. Take care. Thanks very much, guys. See you later. Bye. Bye. Bye.